The LEGO Harry Potter games are pretty good. The first three Harry Potter games on portable systems are surprisingly okay RPGs, and basically every other licensed Harry Potter game falls somewhere in between a decent cardboard box that you're not sure if you should keep, and absolute garbage. I just happen to have a lot of nostalgia for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, and GameCube. It's much closer to the cardboard box end of that spectrum, and it's also the first game my wife ever beat, and we had a lot of fun playing it with some of her friends. It's very average, it's easy and repetitive, there's kind of a lot of hacking and slashing with wands, it all looks and sounds good enough I suppose, and the level-based format allows the story to stay more true to the actual Goblet of Fire narrative. It's a really big change from the more casual, open, puzzle platform adventure Hogwartsing of the first three titles, though if you like how that sounds I actually do recommend the third game, Prisoner of Azkaban, for the same systems. But praise Honeydukes, this game still operates on a candy-based collectathon economy, a mandatory staple in the Harry Potter gaming experience. Now this game is not essential by any stretch, but the best gaming experiences are personal, and for me Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire for PS2, Xbox, and GameCube sits at a great crossroads of cheap, playable, and nostalgic. I give it a 3 out of 5 and I'd say the average retro gaming Harry Potter fan should consider it, and maybe even people who like hack and slash stuff from that era, as they're probably the right age to have lived through the peak of Potter mania. So forgive me for going a little less recommendation, and a little more personal this time, it's just that I've had a pretty emotional week, and I wanted to play this game because it gives me a lot of good feels. And if you love Harry Potter and can stomach a lot of gameplay mediocrity, maybe it can do the same for you. Hey, thanks for watching, I really appreciate your time and support. I'm obligated by the laws of YouTube to tell you that any sub or like you can spare for me would be amazing. Also, thank you to my partner, Gamers Outpost LLC. They always share my content to their very large audience, and that is huge for me. I really appreciate it. Check them out at GamersOutpostLLC.com or visit them on Facebook. Thanks for checking this out. Tell me your personal favorite Harry Potter video game in the comments. I'll see you next time, and remember, it's Wingardium Leviosa, not Wingardium Leviosa. So it's kind of weird, but in this post-episode rant bit for my audio-only audiences, I just want to reiterate how important it is to me that people enjoy gaming in their own way and at their own pace. It's just very important to me that when I look at these games that I enjoy, and they're not great, and I can accept that, but chances are they're not all bad. Like, even there's some games out there that, sure, they're just 1,000% garbage, and the vast majority of humans don't like those. But the vast majority of games have something good about them, and maybe that good thing vibes with you. In this case, it's kind of repetitive hack-and-slash gameplay. That's something I enjoy. It's pretty casual and easy. That's good with me because I suck at everything. It's Harry Potter, so that's another win. It's on the console generation that I think I identify with the most strongly. So yeah, I would never recommend it to a bunch of other people that strongly. But the things that it does well or right happen to be things that are specifically important to me. And so I have no issue even to this day sitting down and enjoying this game unironically. And I'd love to know what you do in that same regard. What are some of those games that the internet tells you are replaceable or very mediocre or very forgettable, but they're not forgettable to you? Tell me about those games. Tell me why. I'd love to hear it.
Thank you guys so much. I'll see you next time.